Hello Mustang fans and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore. You know, from my years with Auto Week Magazine, the Ford Special Vehicle Team, Ford Racing, and now Ford Performance, I've always known that everyone has a Mustang story. So to that end, I hope you are reading my efforts to tell your story in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in the Mustang hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. My co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry insider, who is perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxham, one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up Boxham for you Bronco owners, as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I could only be talking to my friend Mike Ray. Mike Ray, listen to our podcast tonight is one for anyone who spent time working in a Mustang club and also one that I know is special for you, Mike, as the Moxham president. So why don't you introduce tonight's guest for us? You know, it, this is a very, very special um, one for me tonight. And to say, like, my life has changed because of this Mustang Club. Literally, my career, my entire life, everything has changed. And it's all because this man started it one day back in 1975. So um, the founder uh, of Moxham, is Jim Edged, who's on with us tonight, and we're so happy to have you, Jim. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Jim, it's kind of exciting. You know, Mike's predecessor, you know, he the story of him getting the, the presidency of Moxham, as many people listening tonight who have gotten into their club and then somehow got onto the board of directors and then somehow got into a leadership role and then somehow become president. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Both of you have very exciting tales to tell, but Jim, we want to go back uh, to almost now, Mike, did you say it's coming up on 50 years? 2025 will be 50 years of Moxham. Holy cow. All right. So Jim, we want to go back 49 years ago (laughs) and uh, take us back to that time when you were hanging out and, you know, you decided, Hey, let's start a Mustang club or how did it go? Wait, hey, John, and we got to say, let, for the listeners that are listening, go back 49 years ago. Jim doesn't even look 49. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, Jim, I don't know how you did that, but, you know, someone said that uh, they caught you at the last membership meeting eating a jar of oil of Olay. No, no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that wasn't it. Well, there's, some, there's something to your youthful appearance, but that's beside the point. You're right. So, yes, Jim, it was 49, so you started the club when you were two. That's yeah. right. <laughs> in, in the past, I used to say I started when I was 12, and then it kept going down lower and lower and lower. But yeah, I was uh, 23 or 4 when I started it, I guess. Um, but mostly it started out right when the Mustang first came out. I was just approaching 11 years old. Uh, I fell in love with the car back then. Uh, and many years, uh, my parents were looking for a new car at that time. And every time they went to a Ford dealership, I sat in all the Mustangs that were in the dealership. <laughs> and I kept telling my father, why don't you buy a Mustang? And he says, when you get older, you can buy your own. And that's what I did, of course. But uh, the very start of what the Mustang Club that I pretty much got started with is I had a ad in the paper. And there was a gentleman someplace on the East Coast. I can't remember his name. 
and he had some kind of little Mustang club started. So I sent my $20 in and I got myself a little membership card. And in his letter, he said that, you know, maybe you could try doing something different and expand his club. So I started putting things out in Bob Ford, which is now Mission Ford. And I never heard anything back from this guy. Uh, so I just took the reins and started doing it myself. Uh, but more or less, he got me to, to bug to get started on it. Um, so at Bob Ford and it's in Dearborn, uh, I put little cards out for joining a Mustang club, a little flyer and a couple other places, uh, like in the back then it was a great Scott, of course, grocery store, Chatham. Um, and people started calling me. So I took a list of, uh, names and we finally got a uh, large enough names for a meeting. So our main First meeting was on November 22nd of 75, and that's kind of when we got the club started. Uh, I did talk to other people earlier before that, uh, and Jerry Ostelecki was one of them. Uh, he was really my right-hand man uh, right from the get-go, because back then I was I was very shy. Um, and at our at our meetings, uh, we you know we purchased donuts and coffee. And, you know, maybe 10 or 20 people at our first few meetings and uh, started a meeting for like the first five, six minutes. And then I introduced Jerry and he took it over. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I was very shy, like I said, uh, but it went from one, you know, that meeting was in, in November, of course. And I don't think we got anything really going until maybe a month, a couple months later till we had our regular meetings on uh, second Tuesday of the month. Jim, you so you start so the year before, um, in '74, you're passing out um, notes at the grocery store and at the dealership. And what was your magic number? Saying if I hit like ten people, we'll start a club. I mean, did you have some uh, idea in mind? No, I just everybody. It, it was very. Uh, what's the word? I can't think of it. Uh, but very, I had a very good response actually uh, that people wanted to start it. And I know, you know, the Mustang Club originally started, you know, that was when the Mustang 2 came out. And I have nothing to say bad about the Mustang 2. I, I kind of liked it. But I, a I lot have, of people. I have back, two of them. <laughs> okay. But back then, people were uh, saying that Ford more or less killed the Mustang. I don't know if that's the right word or nice to say. But our club basically started from 64 and a half to 1973 mm -hmm. Mustang. That's yeah. what was in there at first. Uh, and then over the years, of course, all Mustangs got joined into that. Right. Well, um, that's, that followed the Mustang Club of America, which had that first rule in place that if you didn't have a first-generation Mustang, uh, they, they they weren't interested. But then again, can you imagine, Mr. Ray, if Moxham today didn't allow anything but 65 through 73? Yeah. Well, and I, you know what? I wonder if there is. Don, you would know. Is there any actually clubs that do that? And uh, Jim, for you, when and how and why did it change to include the other one? Um, I'm not really positive on that because I was in the Mustang Club only, I mean, the president for, I think, two or three years. And I got in business. I started my own business, so I had no time really to get into it. So say three to four years, I was the president. And after that is when the other uh, presidents and board members more or less added everything into it and had more cars into it. 
But I don't, I don't think it came in right away. It probably like when the Fox body came out in 79. But I could be incorrect on that. But uh, I'm not positive when it went, went to that. But uh, so John, is there any other clubs that only do that? Well, there are several clubs, Mike, that are just first-gen Mustang clubs. In fact, when we did the Mustang 50th uh, celebration in, in Charlotte, uh, there was not only a first-gen only Mustang club, there was original owner's Mustang club. So you, yes, you I'm aware a, of them. Remember, you bought a new Mustang in 1964 or maybe 65, and then you've kept the car ever yeah, since. Yeah, they were memories before. Yeah. Yeah, we've had them speak at memories. But so, Jim, uh, the, the question is, so – yeah, you get some people together that fall of 1974. You get enough names, and then did you approach the? Did your first meeting here happen there at the dealership? Oh no, uh, it was the Dearborn Youth Center. Oh okay. Uh, in Dearborn. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, we had it there, and we just I just rented out one of those little rooms that they used to have. Um, but I, I know I, I talked to Jerry quite a bit before we had meetings, uh, and I've talked to like. Uh, Joe and Lily Iranti, Ron Wall, and I can't really think of anybody else at this moment, uh, but they've been right there from the beginning. And I talked to my uh, my sister was involved. She was the editor when we started doing a newsletter, or she even did the little uh, flyers that we did, because I sent flyers out, too. The, mm -hmm. When I did get an address from somebody, I sent another little flyer out. Um, and she was the originator of the logo, correct? Uh, yeah, the first logo that came out, my sister got that logo going pretty much the very beginning. And then she just actually did the horse part of it where it says Mustang. And yep. then uh, a few meetings, a few years later, maybe two years later, year and a half, we had other meetings. And I knew somebody from a different car club that was a, uh, I don't know, an artist, but he was uh, in that aspect. Uh, and we asked him if he could do something different to add on to that. And we had a bunch of different ideas. Uh, in fact, I still have a couple of the samples of what the Mustang logo could look like if I can find them. I think I know where they're at. But uh, my friend Bob, Bob Ciani was his name, and he came up with the Mustang, the 65, on top of the logo of the horse. Wow. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, that's a, you know, Mike, that's a big deal right now. Managing uh, Ford Performance Club Connect. Some clubs think you can just take the Ford logo uh, and modify it any way you like. And then no. use that as your club logo. You can't use a Ford copyright like that. So Correct. Moxham took the horse and made it their own horse and 
uh, made it running in a different direction and got it into the actually There's spelled a story out. Story though by that, John, by yeah. going in the other direction too. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> right. So, so Jim, starting a Mustang club. So, what was your goal back then? You, you, you know, you had you had a Mustang. A lot of your friends had Mustangs. So, your was your goal to be, make it a social thing to to go do things. I mean, yeah, what my your- my thing is I like the way the cars look and more or less uh, uh, stock and uh, not race car type things. Because I'm I'm really not a mechanic and does uh, things like that. So I was in it more of the, just of the classic look. And it was like more of a family get together. Because back then they had all these guys that they're racing up and down the uh, Telegraph and Gratiot uh, and Woodward, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, racing around getting tickets. And I didn't <laughs> want to have a club that yeah. had a bad name for the Ford Mustang. You know, I wanted it to be a nice, clean club, uh, a safe club and a family club. So things to do for the family, and Mike, that hasn't really changed in 49 years. No, absolutely not. When something's broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, yeah, it's, boy, did he set a level for us um, just to to keep expanding and expanding what we're doing. But that's the reason I got into it. It was the family feel, and um, that's what we still tried to do at events and try to make everybody feel welcome and, and that they're a family. So, so Jim, so you start the club, you were president for the first couple of years, and then we all know Jerry Ostelecki and Moxham. So, uh, so he, did he become president then after you uh, moved on? I don't know if he ever became president. Uh, I think, oh, this gentleman named Pat, uh, Pat Mikowski, I think his name was, he was president. Um, and I don't remember the gentleman's name after that. So did you keep... Um, Coming to meetings occasionally? I mean, years after. Oh, yes. I, I was still coming to meetings, uh, but not that often. I mean, I went to some of the, uh, oh, just to go back, we had the baseball games with other car clubs, uh, just a few that I can remember back then. Wow. Um, but after that, I, I, I've i gone to meetings here and there. Because uh, like I said, I was still working at my job and I was still starting a business at the time. And I was still single at the time. So I was just. You know, I was working, you know, 15, 16 hours a day trying to get both things going. Um, so I didn't have a lot of time to spend with the Mustang Club. And right. I think the people that came after me did a very fine job of keeping it going. I know there was one time it was almost ready to peter out and then they found somebody else to take over. Uh, and it just kept going strong. And I know I was at one of the meetings around the 25th anniversary that I went to, uh, they did some kind of small video. I've never seen it. Um, but, uh, yeah, every, every president and Mike, you're doing the best job of all of them. Uh, it's just unbelievable what this club's gone through and gone to its extra heights that you made it. Well, I greatly, greatly appreciate that. And there's no higher compliment I can get than from the man who created it all. So um, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, if anybody sees the the logo, the first thing they always ask us is, the horse is running in the wrong direction. But we <laughs> well, know it's not because of a certain reason. Jim, you want to tell that story? Well, my sister tried to do it the right direction, and she could not make an M out of the tail. So, <laughs> so she turned it go. around and made an M out of the tail. <laughs> uh, so that's how it ended up backwards, or the right way for us. Um, so... Uh, that was pretty much it. And she, you know, cause she does that a lot of, on, like when she does birthday cards, she does that on the envelopes, everything. 
somebody's name, she'll make it like that big uh, script like she does, uh, and not in everybody's shape, but she's always done that. That's awesome. Well, it's a, it's an important part of every club. You you know, um, it, there's we're the Motor City, and and uh, having the Mustang Club in southeastern Michigan, uh, that that's a big role to play, Jim. And then to have that club not falter, uh, you know, sometimes you hand the football off and the guy gets thrown for a loss. <laughs> it's, right. It's, sure. He doesn't grow forward every year. I know um, about 20 years ago um, when I first was exposed to the. Mox and Brand. I know the club. I think Mike. It was just a, a little over a hundred uh, members, maybe, and, um, and that was that was pretty large. As most of the people listening tonight on the Mustang Owners Podcast, if they're affiliated with the Mustang Club of America, most major cities in the United States, all across the country, have an MCA regional affiliate, and a lot of the clubs are between oh eighty to one hundred and fifty to maybe two hundred and fifty members. Even today. As where our hair turns a little bit grayer and the kids coming into the hobby can't afford a Mustang, um, even so, the clubs have been pretty constant. But Mike, um, I can tell you this: years ago, when I first started bringing my boys to a Moxon Club of show, I think it was a place called the Wilson Barn in Livonia, Michigan. Yeah. And uh, your predecessor, I believe, was president there, and that was my first exposure. And I know. I was late coming to the show. It was only a few minutes to go. I paid the full admission. Uh, I think there was like 20 minutes left in the show. A lot of people were leaving. And uh, it was just a rolling little place. And I thought, what a cool idea. It felt like a picnic, you know, like a you know, like, like a, a place where you want to feel welcome. And I think, Jim, when you start a club, that's the key when you say you wanted to have a family. Cleo, this wasn't a bunch of racers. This isn't it wasn't the Hells Angels. Right. Um, you know, you wanted to have a good, clean family club where you could do things together. I really like the idea of playing softball against another Mustang club. Although Mike, I think most of us would, we'd have to have a senior league. Well, since I got a torn rotator cuff, I, I can't throw the ball anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'd have to play bocce ball. I don't know what we could play, but yeah, but that's, that's a cool thing. And the Mustang hobby has evolved certainly Jim over all these years, but yes. um, it wasn't until I saw what Mike Ray did. And Mike, why don't you share, you know, your story? I mean, I know you've watched Moxham just through the years, being being the local club, and a lot of people knew of it, and some didn't. Uh, but people were inside the hobby and got a Mustang and wanted to know about parts and how to fix them up or where you get stuff done. They joined Mustang clubs. That's you know, the, the price of a of a Mustang membership uh, in a club will pay for itself many times over if you go to the right person to fix your car. If you just, you're out there, you don't join a club, you think you can do everything through a Yelp review or a Google review and you go to the wrong place, it could cost you thousands of dollars. So the, the Mustang Club membership is so valuable. But Mike, you, um, you, you had an SVO to start and then something happened. Yeah, you know, it's, like I said, this, this club has literally changed my life in so many different ways. So, um, I've had nine Mustangs in my life on eight of them have been Fox bodies. Um, but so I, I had a, a 86 SVO and, um, late in 2004, when the 2005 Mustang was introduced, the S197, I fell in love with it on the commercial. And I said, I have to get one of those. So we went to the dealership, put an order in, um, sold the SVO and I got the, the 2005 and right when I got it, um, I already had a garage full of parts that I wanted to put on it, exhaust wheels. I had all that stuff already done. Um, but went to a local show. It was, uh, at a church. It was on a Sunday and I went and just pulled the Mustang in and, 
Um, when I got out of the car, um, a couple guys approached me, which I found out later was the president and the trustee of Moxham. And it's a nice car. I wanted to come over here and park with the Mustangs and hang out with us and sat underneath the tent with them and talked Mustangs all day long. And they told me about the club and they asked me if I wanted to join. So I joined right then, then and there on the spot. Um, and I, I started going to every single event. I was at an event like once or twice a week, it seemed like. And this was in June of 05. And in September, they said, hey, uh, the president's name, uh, our vice president is stepping down. How would you like to put your name in for vice president? I says, oh, my God, no, <laughs> because I've only been in the club for four or five months. and didn't know anybody, didn't really know anything. And Jim, as you, I was very shy speaking in front of people. Yes. So um, I did not want to do that. And he's like, well, just put your name in if that's okay. So I'm thinking to myself, no problem. I'll put my name in there. No one knows me. I won't get any votes. No worries. So I did that, and uh, he called me the next day and said, Mike, uh, thanks, you are the new vice president because you ran uncontested. He ran in a, <laughs> a landslide victory. Yeah, there you go. So I became vice president um, in September of 2005 for the 2006 year. Um, and then he followed to tell me that um, you're the new uh, <laughs> head of Mustang Memories. You're the show chairman. And I'm like, oh, that's just lovely, too. How do I do that? So um, learned a lot very quickly. And, um, but Jim, I remember the first time when I was meeting you too, um, and they told me that you were the original president. I looked at you and thought you looked younger than I did. But, um, you know, so I leaned on a lot. Jerry Astelecki was very, uh, a huge part of me forming me into everything that I could possibly do for the club. So were the Arantes, uh, um, Joe and Jerry both pulled me aside. I mean, just multiple times and told me this or that, and, you know, keep your head up here. Don't do that. Don't change what you're doing here. And it kind of coached me through a lot of probably the first, um, at least five to 10 years of that, I would say. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I wasn't sure, like, like you said, Jim, I, I was very shy. I did not want to speak in front of a microphone. I wouldn't even sit at the board table. I was very, very shy. And now like me and John both, you give us a microphone, you can't take it out of our hands. Uh, so it's, it's, it's funny, but, um, but yeah, like I said, so that changed. And then, uh, I was at the federal government for 21 years, um, but making the relationships through the Mustang club with Ford motor company, about having the show at Ford world headquarters, which John put me on the right path for that. Um, you know, it turned into like, this is something I would love to do. So when they were having budget cuts at the federal government, you know, I was reaching out and the Ford team called and said, Hey, we got some spots on the launch team for the 2015 Mustang. Um, if it's something you'd be interested in, it was a huge pay cut for me to do that, but I did it. And it, you know, it literally changed my life, my career, um, my way of living, you know, I live, breathe and sleep, uh, Moxham now. And like I said, it's, uh, it changed my career. I went into, uh, I went for Ford for the launch team. I went to Roush. I went to Celine. Um, I came back and did a project, the book project that we just did, uh, for Ford, the uh, Ford collector's book did that. And then now I'm selling cars for Gornel Ford and. Jim, I'm pleased and honored to say that uh, your Mustang GT that you ordered from me is in production as we speak. Very good. Hope I get it in a couple weeks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so Jim, you have uh, what you've done. Have you and in so many clubs across the country have their um, their founding story is so interesting. And I think all of you listening tonight uh, can share uh, the 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 nodding your head up and down after Mike's story of how you get involved at the board. Maybe sometimes it wasn't you know you weren't out there trying to get eighty one million votes. You were <laughs> you were out there just trying to help. And uh, the the successful clubs have. Uh, a person at the top that's passionate and just wants to have a good time and make a good time for everyone. The ones that have uh, political upheaving, sometimes people go away and they wait until that stuff subsides and they come back because Jim, just like you said, you know, almost 50 years ago, you started this Moxham club for one reason to have fun and right. have it. Now, what a great car, a beautiful car and a, a, a wonderful way to take a, an automobile and, and build a hobby around it and have fun. And Mike, You've certainly done that with Moxham today, some 49 years later. I think, uh, Mike, you want to do something when Moxham turns 50. I don't know. What's up your sleeve? <laughs> well, you know, I've actually even talked to Jim a little bit about it. And I love the fact that me and Jim are the bookends right now, you know, um, on that. And we get along great from the first day we ever met. I have so much uh, respect for him and everything he's done. It's it just absolutely amazing. But, yes, we were going to have a big event. And. My plan is to um, retire, if you will, after the 50 years of Moxham and step down. And I'll still be involved with the club, but don't want to run it on day-to-day operations anymore. But we're going to have one big celebration, I can tell you, uh, celebrating 50 years. And like Jim mentioned, he's got a couple cool little drawings, things like that. We're going to pull everything we can out and have as many original members uh, and earlier members there as possible to see how the club has evolved over the 50 years. Jim, you think you could go back into your uh, all your old paperwork and try to scrounge, scrounge up some of those original members so we can party together? And, and is that possible? I found some of them, and I know at one time or another, uh, I, mean, I don't know if this is still around the 25th anniversary of our club. Um, I know I, I did send a lot of stuff to Jerry, uh, and hopefully the, the, his family still has some of that stuff. We got, you know, I talked to Bob Oslecki. And I'm hoping that we can get something going with him and they can still come up with some of that stuff. And we, I have my, uh, my, my sister, Diane was the original editor. Then I got another friend of mine joined the club. He had a 66 convertible and he was the editor for a while. And I know he's got some of the older ones because I've got some from 1977. In fact, I think the one I gave you, Mike, the uh, last month meeting was, uh, the Mustang before the, Mustang horse was on it. So, I okay, mean, yeah, before, yeah. The, before the '65 Mustang, the car was on the logo. Yep. Um. So I, he's got some early stuff too that I'm, I've talked to him over the years about those. Um. And 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 just to go back a little bit too is it? Uh, you know, my first car was not a Mustang. Uh, my father didn't want me to get something like that, so I got another little car, a six-cylinder. But my second, third, and fourth car were Mustangs, and I had them all at the same time at that time. Um, and, and you still have your first one, correct? 
I still have my, well, it's actually my second Mustang. Okay. Uh, my first Mustang was a 64 and a half black uh, coupe. And my second one was a 65 289. And I still have that car from 1975. Wow. And uh, I, I will never sell that car. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. not the greatest car. It's not like you know, sometimes you see these cars are all mint in LA. It's just, it's just my regular uh, driver's car, and it's, it needs some work on it on the body. Uh, I did uh, restore all the underneath carriage and everything uh, a couple of years ago, or just before COVID, actually. And uh, I love that car, you know. And it's like the sixth or seventh car. When I was looking for a used car, it was like my sixth or seventh car I saw. And I, I fell in love with the color. And everybody that sees it, they love the color. It's a tropical turquoise, and there's very, very few of them around. And I've only seen like three of them. Um, and when I went to the, let's see, what was it, maybe the 25th Mustang anniversary down in Charlotte, um, there was not one there of that color. Wow. So it's just, it's amazing. I'm just glad I found it, and I'm glad I liked it. <laughs> well, Jim, Jim, I got to tell you, we um, with the Mustang Owners Podcast, there's so many people listening tonight that uh, that are in a Mustang club, and there's so many people that are in the club and say, you know what, I don't want to get involved with the board, I don't want to do any of that stuff. Sounds like a lot of work, but you know, uh, if you didn't have the passion to get the club started, what Mike's doing now, 49 years later, wouldn't be happening. And for the people all over the country that have had people in their club, you all know, whether you've been on the board or not, there's always somebody that's kind of like the glue of that club that keeps it going. And and, and what we need now, uh, after hearing your story tonight, I hope everyone's inspired to, hey, you know, this guy's been running the club for a while, to find new leadership, new ideas, have ways to bring young people into this hobby. Because look at all these last 49 years, Jim, the friends you've made, the people you've met. Mike's had an entire change in his life, this hobby's been a wonderful thing, and uh, I just—we're trying to inspire everyone listening tonight to maybe it's time to say, you know what, I could do a little bit more. And Mike, you have to admit, when you do, when you get involved, uh, the the heavy lifting is much easier when there are a lot of hands helping. Absolutely, yes. You got to have a a good board behind you to make things uh, um, work uh, smoothly, I should say. Right, and when you get involved, it's more fun. Absolutely, it's, yeah, definitely yep. more fun. Yeah, and you can you can control your old destiny, your ideas. Uh, either either they fail or they don't, but that's the fun part of it, Jim. I think. And so everyone out there, if you're just a young guy, you started a Facebook group and this club. Think about what Jim's done to try to, to retain some of the history of what he's done. Maybe 50 years from now, your Mustang Facebook group will still be around. Um, that is the that uh, to me the test of time is oh, the yeah. test of, is the test of excellence because you can be a fad, you can be something good for a while, but try to be, try to be something good for 50 years. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. So, right. uh, Jim, I want to congratulate you. Uh, hopefully we'll have, uh, you be sitting in a convertible, waving your hand like the queen. Uh, <laughs> right. right. Well, no, I didn't get the convertible. I got the GT. Uh, okay. Well, you, well, you, during the, during the 50, I'll be raising out the window. <laughs> okay. During the 50th anniversary parade of Moxham, Jim, you have to be there as well as any of the original board members. And Mike, I'm sure that you're going to have something special planned, but what a special night to listen to you guys. Uh, starting a club, 50, almost 50 years now, and, and all the successes and trials and tribulations. But you know what, Jim, I'm sure you and Mike will both agree it's all worth it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, let's keep this hobby going. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have been inspired by listening to Jim and Mike talk about uh, their work with the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan. And hope that inspires you to get your friends and all of your family and everyone you know involved in this wonderful hobby we call the Mustang World. So until next time, we hope that you catch us down the road.